to the Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish. Hello all and welcome to another Flying Solo podcast. If you've yet to check out our new premium membership offering, well, I really think you should. We've added a swathe of new benefits to help your business stand out and to help you stay at the top of your game. And all of this for just $99 um, or indeed an awful lot of it for absolutely nothing. Just head to our join page to find out more. Now then, I'm delighted to be speaking again with Shireen Strawn. Shireen is a writer and former journalist now working with businesses to sharpen their storytelling skills and stand out in this busy digital world. She believes that we can and should adopt a journalism mindset. And if we do, it can have dramatic impact on our ability to build our businesses So let me welcome Shireen and let's find out how this is all done. Hello, Shireen. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Robert. It's a pleasure to be with you. Good. So look, we, you reckon we need to, we all need to turn into journalists. We need to have a journalist (laughs) mindset. So come on, what's all that about? Okay, so for a lot of uh, a lot of us older uh, people in business, that image might be that means we have to head down the pub <laughs> with a ha- with our cap on and uh, and a notebook and sit there and drink oh, copious amounts. I'm and, liking um, I'm liking this, I'm liking the sound <laughs> of this already. So is that what you're saying we need to do? I'm not sure if it is, but it sounds enticing. Let's leave the drinking aside. Yeah, okay. Basically, what I'm actually suggesting to people. If the only thing they adopt from a journalism mindset is that they get nosy or if you want to be polite about it, curious, mm-hmm. that will be really, really useful to them because by getting curious about the people that you're um, selling to, the people who want to buy what it is that you're offering, by getting curious about what you're saying to them and instead of just talking to people about what you're doing, you're actually at the same time reflect, reflecting on what you're saying to them, um, either verbally or in your written communication, and you're looking at whether what you're saying to them actually matches what it is that they're looking for. Use that curiosity, even if you only use it in that way alone, I think it'll make a big difference to the way that you're able to communicate with people. Mm. Okay, let me just uh, let me. Oh, sorry, let me stop you there. I'm just getting my head around this one. So, look, I I think I get what you're saying, and and um, I I certainly know in the past I've told people to behave like a sort of investigative journalist is quite a good approach when you're certainly when you're kind of researching business strategies or ideas. But how do we then, in a sort of you know, in a practical sense? let's say somebody listening to the call who's probably got a business been going for a little while um kind of doing okay but very hard to get people's attention how do we take what you're saying and kind of use it in a practical sense you know imagine i've got a a networking meeting later this week or i'm bumping into a few people how do i what do i need to do differently Okay, so I guess it depends if you're marketing, if, if you've got writing as part of your ma- marketing strategy. Okay. So let's first of all think about people who don't necessarily use blog posts to communicate with their potential customers. <clears throat> 
Right. Let's just think about the people who eat, who've got a website almost as a business card. So say you're your plumber or your your electrician or your your beauty therapist. Your your website is your business card that people go and have a look at to see if your service is right for them. Okay. What I would actually say to those people is go back to your website and have a look and see if there are gaps in the information that you're providing that people actually want. What I find with with a number of websites that I have a look at, they'll be missing really basic stuff like from the homepage. They won't actually have the details of where they are. They won't have the details of um, their opening hours or availability. Or, they, or and this is a big one, and it, it especially happens with women in business, they don't have details showing their credibility in their business offering. So what I mean by that is if they've won awards or if they've um, received praise or, or um, recognition from some organisations or individuals, they're not actually putting that um, in people's faces. And part of the reason for that is because they, they tell me that they're afraid to be seen to be showing off. Mm. Um, and there's there's this this sort of cringiness about showing off. But actually, if you look at it from your audience's perspective, they're coming to you looking for the information that would make it easier for them to buy from you. And so those sort of things are really important to be there. Yeah, and look, and I guess uh, I, I, I do take your point. And I, and I do, it's interesting, I think, when you spend any time sort of online or talking to businesses. And I was at a, a big event down in Melbourne yes, uh, yesterday, day before yesterday, meeting a lot of people, primarily those that were starting a business, not necessarily sort of tech startups. Um, in fact, it's definitely not in most cases, but people that are sort of Gen X or baby boomer age who are looking to get something going. And it was so interesting to hear how some people had the confidence to sort of talk comfortably about what they do and the benefits of their work, and others that were incredibly shy, and then a couple that were just so sort of revved up and in your face that it was, you felt like you needed to say, look, just sit down over there for a minute and get your breath and then come back and let's do that again. You know, and it does seem to me that on the online world, we have versions of that, don't we? We have those people that are so upfront and sort of in your face and, and pushing. Then we have the group that you've just described where they're very coy and reserved. But I think what you're suggesting is there's a very nice place in the middle because we just need we need to reassure our potential customers that we can do what we say we can do and that's really what you're talking about i think isn't it it is absolutely so really the main point about a journalism approach to writing and communicating is that journalists are trained and experienced in writing for an audience that if if people under, if people take away nothing more from this podcast i think what we have to know right now is we are not writing for our businesses as our primary goal. We are writing for our audiences. Mm. So, yes, we our businesses benefit from us writing about it and communicating about it, but our main goal should be to communicate with that audience. And so everything that we write for our businesses should be audience-driven. Mm. What does the audience want from this? What value can the audience get from this? And I'm not talking a mass um, audience because the internet is such an intimate medium. You're communicating with, with each person, one person at a time, but they are your audience. They're your reader or your viewer, and they are looking 
the, the interesting thing about right now is there's a lot of talk about the noise and the clutter and the busyness of that digital environment. But the flip side of that is it offers an opportunity because people are actively looking for what it is that you are offering. When we only had the the traditional mediums of publishing, television, radio, newspapers, print, you were interrupting people with your message. And and sometimes that message was something they were looking for, but a lot of time it wasn't. When people are sitting in front of the TV, that the ads are coming to them. When people have got their mobile device or their laptop in front of them, they are searching or they're scrolling through and they're open to the opportunity that might be offered by a business with whatever it is that they're selling. So if we keep coming back to what what could the how could the audience benefit from what I'm doing here that actually covers from the gamut from the people who are starting out in business and who've got to look at the information they're providing to the people at the other end of the scale who've been doing it for a very long time but continually have to review what is my audience now? Who are the people I'm talking to now? Am I still conveying the information and the inspiration that they need from me? They may not know they want it, but they do need it. Mm. Am I con- still conveying it in a way that is actually going to be um, attracting their attention, keeping their interest, delivering them something useful, and then giving them the opportunity to talk about me with others, which is what we all want in our businesses. Yeah, okay. Now, look, I know that um, you know one of the things that you do, one of the services that you offer is you'll speak to people sort of over the phone for half an hour or an hour and um, listen to how they're sort of positioning themselves, I guess you might say, and then um, directing them in in uh, you know the ways that they can improve their pitch or or how they're p- positioning themselves. And so, typically, how do you how do you find people who kind of need your help? How do they generally present to you? What are what are you seeing as some of the 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 key sort of challenges that they've that they're confronting you with? For a lot of people, <clears throat> it's actually just a little bit of fine tuning because they are so passionate about what it is that they do that they're, they're, the, they're the experts of what of their business. They know their business inside and out, but it's quite hard to see how that comes across to other people. So it's people at all stages of business. I do this myself with my own writing. You need some fresh eyes on it and you need to actually be able to um, – Get somebody to have a look at what it is you're doing and and whether or not what you think is coming across is actually what is coming across to people. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah, I th- I, it, look, it does. And I think that um, often what I see are people that are, that are so sort of hung up in the um, – if you like the processes, you know, you, you mentioned a, f- a few sort of industries um, and you, you know, one of the things you mentioned there was a plumber. So, I mean, often you'll find plumbers that are talking about um, or, the, you know, they, they tend to be focusing on some of the, you know, state of the art equipment they've got or some of the particular sort of um, typical things that they fix. Whereas, you know, when I think of a plumber, I kind of assume that they're going to have a base level. Like if I've got a tap that's leaking or a drain that's overflowing or something that's not working, I kind of figure that pretty well any plumber is going to be able to fix that. 
So from my perspective, when I think of like booking a plumber, what I'm more interested in, apart from their fees, of course, is is this person going to be nice to have in my house for what will probably be an hour and a half? Is this person someone I'm going to feel safe leaving my wife or my son alone with? Am I going to spend, you know, four hours after they've gone clearing up their footprints everywhere? You know, am I going to be making endless cups of tea and and hearing about this guy's life problems? You know, it's kind of those are the things that that for me in an industry like that, they're a point of difference. And yet when I go to so many plumbing sites, just drilling right down into that example, I, you know, I rarely see people that have testimonials that say, you know, when Dave came, the kitchen floor looked better than it was, did when he arrived. And, you know, he's got on so well with my kids. You know, those are the kind of things that I think we need. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, I'm going to come back to this thing of it's actually repositioning your mindset to what what does my audience want to know? What does my mm. potential customer want to know about me? Um, they don't want to know that I've got the latest flash gear or that I, I'm up on, um, you know, the, the best industry practice of the way to, to do this. Mm. That is reassuring, but that's a second level of yep. need to know. Like you say, that first level is actually knowing you as, as a person and knowing that, yeah, coming into your home, that, that you're going to feel safe and comfortable with them. Mm. And, you know, storytelling isn't just the words, it's the images as well. So when you when you were just talking then about the plumber coming to your home, I'm thinking, well, you know, if that plumber's got a dog or he plays footy with his kids, what a nice photo to pop on the website mm. and give a bit of insight into that plumber as a person. And that's what we can do um, when we're we're using that storytelling um, to actually give people a bit of insight into ourselves. If we come back to the, the journalism approach, if I'm going to go and do a story on that plumber because the plumber has won an award about, you know, he's the best in business or whatever, I won't just get him. I won't just get um, – so I'm doing a TV story, by the way. Sure. I won't just get vision of him um, – doing the plumbing I will get vision I will get the cameraman to shoot cameraman or woman to shoot uh, pictures of him with his kids or mm. um, volunteering at the local markets or whatever he does because what journalism endeavors to do is it endeavors to make um, a story very human and it also it goes into the details. It's the details that actually, they say the devil is in the detail, mm. but actually the um, opportunity is in the detail because that's where we get to know people better. So you don't have to, you know, you don't have to go the whole Monty and the full Monty and sort of expose yourself totally on your website, but just a few little um uh, tastes of who you are as a person can get that process of people starting to have an experience of you. There's there's the talk within marketing that um, it's about a relationship, which it certainly is, but it's always a professional relationship. So when you're actually giving a um, a little bit of you on your website, what you're doing is you're you're giving them a, a foretaste of what that experience with you will be like. Yeah, I, look, I think they're all great points, and it's, you know, I think this is this is one of those podcasts that's just going to go viral around the uh, the whole plumbing network. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, that helps you plumbers. <laughs> yeah, but it, you know, it's it's um, you know, hearing you say that, and uh, as you said, having some vision in that, you know, for people who don't know your your TV parlance, that's having a video, having some filmed footage 
Um, and I know that that was the uh, subject of our earlier chat that we had uh, over a year ago now, I think. Um, but I, it, it is so much, you know, and if, it, I guess if we approach this from a journalist, it's, it's again, just using that whole kind of plumber um, story, just dragging it out a tiny bit further. You know, is what's the article you want to read? Is it, um, here's Fred Bloggs, a new plumber, or is it a headline that says, you know, plumber leaves house cleaner than when he found it? You know, it's kind of, I it's guess... The one I'm- I'm ringing. <laughs> yeah, I think so. What we, what I think as business owners, you know, we so often need to focus on is what are the, what are the things that in our industry, you know, people typically have a problem with, you know, and I'm thinking I was talking with a web developer earlier. Now, often the issue with independent web developers is you can't find them when you need them. And when you really need them is when your site's not loading. You know, so one of the key pain points I think for in that sort of industry could be, or one of the ways you could address that is, you know, I'm always there when you need me. I'm always available. I'm only two rings away, or whatever. You know, some and testimonials that maybe say that, but often we we don't lead with the with the the points that are our customers' biggest concerns, and that's what you're saying is that if a journalist is going to write a good story. What are they going to start with? They're going to start with the bit that really resonates with the reader. Absolutely. So so let's get our journalist hat on here. Mm. We're going to – how do people find out what those pain points are for their customers? So this is where the curiosity and, and then the other aspect of a mindset is having empathy for your um, potential customers. So you're going to put your curiosity and your empathy together and you're going to start listening. That That's the best mm. way to start observing and listening. But it's all very well to notice what people are saying is difficult for them or is challenging or is a pain point, you've actually got to keep a record of that because it's very hard to um, remember all these things when you sit down to write. So one of the things that I teach people to do is to um, collect and capture those opportunities for um, places that uh, that they could be writing, uh, points that they could be writing about. So whether you use a physical notebook or you, you're popping it in your notes on your um, phone, make sure that you actually start collecting those ideas of where people are having difficulties. So you might be you might be, you know, at the pub with your journal hat on and you and your pint mm-hmm. of beer and you've you've heard a conversation in the table next to you and somebody's sort of moaning about how difficult it is to find, you know, a plumber or a web developer or whatever, just make a note of what it is yep. they're saying. And then the next aspect of that is when you've when you've actually collected those notes and you've got that, those little bit of bits of information, pop down some points that you would address if you were actually if you got the opportunity to talk to that person who was expressing those difficulties. What would you tell them about what it is you do? If you're face to face with them, what what is it that you would suggest that they do? What is it that you would suggest that your business could do for them? And pop those down with the questions that you've heard and the, and the challenges that you've heard, because by doing that, you've actually begun to start writing. Absolutely. People think that writing is when you sit down in front of whatever device you're using and, you know, put your fingers on the keyboard. And if we leave writing to that point, we make it so hard mm, for ourselves. Terribly hard. 
And that's why people say the biggest problem people come to me with is time. They say, I don't have time to write. Well, no wonder, you poor darling, you're making it so hard for yourself by waiting to write when you sit down in front of the blank screen. What you're actually more effective to do is start collecting and start um, sorting into categories that you might write about. So you've actually started to get your stories already written even before you sit down to write. That's so good. I mean, it's like that sort of challenge. If you said to somebody, sit down now and write um, 200 words about your business, a lot of people would really struggle. But if you said, write 200 words about what you've done so far this morning since your eyes opened... It wouldn't be difficult, and the reason it wouldn't That's be difficult right. is you've, you know, you you can recollect, and but sitting down with a blank sheet of paper and saying right, start writing, horrible, but um, you know, and and just near on impossible, and it's. Absolutely, that's the kind of scenario when you think, oh, I'll just go and just go and check if that washing's finished, and I'll just check my inbox one more time, and I'll just pop outside and say hello to someone, and then wallop, you know, there goes your day. But having notes, as you said, as here are five. I mean, how hard is it to say to anybody around you, hey, what are the three things you think that um, drive people nuts about web developers or plumbers or whatever? You know, everyone's going to have some kind of response and capturing those is what you're suggesting. I think that's all terrific. Absolutely. And then, of course, the other thing you can be doing is looking at the the same people working in your your area, your field, looking at what they're talking about. Maybe not the people within your immediate vicinity because they're your direct competition, but people further afield say, I'm in Western Australia. I might Google uh, people who um, coach writers mm. in on the East Coast. So we're not actually in direct competition, but I might look at the things they're doing and the kind of questions they're addressing because they will be similar for the people that I could be helping. So I'm not you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to invent the wheel for the, for the, from the first place. It's actually already out there and it's running on, on major roads. So have a look at what other people are doing and start to use um, that kind of approach in the writing that you're doing. The other thing you can be doing is, let's talk plumbing again, mm-hmm. look at what plumbers from around the world are doing and maybe they've got videos, um, YouTube videos of how to fix that leaky tap yourself. You could provide a link to their YouTube video in what you're doing and then just let people know if it's all too hard to do it yourself, give me a call. But if Mm. you want to, you know, if it's something you think you could tackle yourself, here's the video that shows you how to do it. Yeah. Because the thing is the people who are not going to pay you if you you give them a video showing how to do it are the people who are not going to pay you at all. They're they're looking for a free or an easier way to do it themselves. They're not actually looking to employ somebody. Mm. So you're not you're not giving away business, is what I'm saying. Yeah, look, I I I, I totally agree with you, and I think most people, I'd like to think, do get that, but some still don't. They hold their expertise close to their chests, and I just think, well, really, if there's one way, you know, I've I've got a bit of a hobby where I tinker around with with particular chairs and I've recently restored um, a couple of leather chairs and the only way I found out that I could do it was by googling it and looking at some YouTube videos and I saw that actually if I was you know one of the best videos I saw was on a website of of a person who does exactly this Um, and it's very particular and it's quite difficult 
and his video showed the whole process. And then at the end of it is, here's the kit with everything in that you need to do it. Now, I didn't need to think twice about buying that kit from that person because I'm, you know, I'd seen him use it. I heard how he does it. That's it. I'm, I'm sold. It's done. And that's exactly yeah. your sort of idea, isn't it? Yep, absolutely. You <clears throat> you want to make it as easy as possible for people to say, yes, I'm going to buy for you from mm. you. And so you want to demonstrate your expertise. You want to demonstrate that you're a, a human being, you're a nice, likable person, and you probably get on fine with them, and you're giving them the opportunity. And this is the thing, this word opportunity People actually, they've got money to spend. They want to buy things. They want to, um, you know, get the services that are offered. But there is such a lot of competition for their money. If you're simply writing to sell to them or communicating to sell to them, you're just the same as everybody else. You're not standing out from that playing field. But if you're actually writing to um, offer them Everything that you do and, and in, in your own voice, in your own words, in, in the way that you speak, because if you've put – because a, a lot of businesses, they feel like it's going to be easier if they use a template or they – use the kind of language that is used within their industry mm. um, that everybody else is using. But really that's just jargon. That's not the way you're – when you get there and you're actually talking to that person who's buying from you, you're probably not going to talk to them in that way. So if the, if the, if the way that you talk to somebody is very different from the way that you write to somebody, then your writing is not going to stand out as being – authentic or likable even it's just the same old jargon mm, good point well look shireen thank you so much for sharing your tips with us now i know that you publish a regular newsletter you do some sort of uh, over the phone uh, coaching or consulting with people so if people want to find out more where's the best place to head so the best place is shereenstrawn.com. Um, I'm working on resources. I'm adding resources to that site all the time that people can um, download and um, refer to for free because the thing about journalism is journalists work to a framework. It's not a template, um, a te not a template for writing, but they do work to a framework for collecting information, for using that information, and also for reusing information because we put a lot into actually creating a story in the first place as either journalists or business owners to just have that one one um, article and just use it once it's like having a wedding dress I think it's far better to have a cocktail dress or a suit and you can reuse it on a number of occasions so I'm, I'm showing people how to do that sort of thing as well fantastic so that web address again is shereenstrawn.com and spelling is s-h-e-r-e-n-e -E -E. shereen and strawn is spelled s-t-r-a-h-a-n.com Okay, Do you well, think Shireen, I should change it, Robert, to janesmith.com? It's so much easier to spell. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to go there. That's, uh, <laughs> I, I think your name is just fine, Shireen. So thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. It's been lovely. Thank you. And look, before I go, don't forget that when it comes to creating a truly lovable business, we get you at Flying Solo. Our premium membership has all the tips and tools you need from just $99 a year. Head to our join page to learn more. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. 
If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au.